This is CliffCentral.com Cliff Central, the unview, the thin, the rich, and the fabulous. <laughs> now you see, that's the secret now. Well, Who is the thin? <laughs> they always guess. <laughs> Does everybody get it right? You see, we don't know who the thin, the rich. Because we all, yeah, you know, we all have our favorite. But then everyone else in the group is sort of guessing. They're trying to guess who's the thin, the yeah. who's, who's the, the rich, rich. <laughs> who's fabulous. I think it's one of those things that it's one of the things everyone thinks they are. Um, you see, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm very thin. Yeah. In my internal spirit, your spirit animal is very thin. Then I'm very rich. What is your spirit animal? Alan. <laughs> Alan. What is an, your spirit animal? An, an spider monkey. Actually. Spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, do you know that I fell in love with a spider monkey once? Seriously, in Manaus, in the Amazon. Was it reciprocated? It actually was. It, oh, it, could, it was a it was an orphan spider monkey. monkey. What a way to start the morning! <laughs> Talking about spider monkey, and then I and was then, in Ma- Manaus in the Amazon with a spider monkey. Yes. <laughs> Today and he, and he is the nineteenth of <laughs> April. <laughs> it was. It's true. Sure. And, and then uh, yeah. So that that's. But my, my my actual spirit animal is an elephant. Yeah. And of course the the thin we call the rich is the rich in family and friends and 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 abundance of knowledge. So, and then the, the fabulous is just because hell. We're when fabulous. I came, when I came out that door, it was fabulous, baby. <laughs> door? Well, Isn't that a closet? The, <laughs> hell, I'm, I'm not a small person. The closet was a bit of bad, damn big. A wardrobe. It was a walk-in. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, a, a Melda Marcus is type of closet, if you catch my drift. Um, it's good to be with you on The Unview. Uh, how are you doing, Nathan Rowe? I'm wonderful, Alan Ford. How are you? Always, you a, it's good to see you. you good a week. Good week. Good. Busy cutting pilots and making television shows and busy with things and. Fantastic. I, ha- I have a bit of a barley headache this morning. What does that mean? Did you drink I, some, bo- some barley water? <laughs> I went to a craft beer tasting oh. last night. But you don't drink. I don't. No, you don't. And you I, I loved it. It was actually so amazing because you know when you have someone explaining these flavors and things? Because mm. you know when you, had, you drink a beer, you're like, ugh, it tastes like, ugh. Well, yeah, not everyone. A, yeah, not everyone. Me. <laughs> when you get to the explaining like, part, it's very Cape Townian, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, it becomes. It, becomes if you explain an your beer. Yeah, brew, brew, brew. Nice, nice use of words there. But yeah, it was it was amazing because there's there's a beer that tastes like bubblegum and banana, and I was like, <laughs> what? What's a vice beer? So it's got this like wheaty thing. It's very interesting. I was I was quite fascinated by it, but maybe it's just because I don't drink much beer <laughs> that I was like, oh, okay, this is actually interesting. You see, the beer creates that the non-thin part of the yeah. rich and the famous <laughs> people. So um, yeah, so. It's Beer's not the best. Whiskey better, right, I think. Right. Vodka, Diet Coke. Um, yeah, but then, of course, when you have 17 pieces of cheesecake a week, it's not going to help with the process. But when you drink vodka and Diet Coke, you're not really explaining much. You don't have to explain. <laughs> no, because... Yeah. Are you listening to this voice, Alan, uh, of this I, mystery guest we have? We should have got him to do the sting. No, we'll, we'll get him to do it later. Yeah, he must. Uh, our, very special sting guests, your ass. <laughs> our very special guests in the studio are um, Ashley Dowds and Joe DeSilva, two of South Africa's phenomenal... Uh, Actors, TV stars, presenter at one stage. The face of SABC3, if we can go back there, Ashley. Jeez. Remember that, yeah. huh? You and Prim and, and Irene. Yeah. Those are the days of Anna Williams. And remember SABC3 was... The hind is becoming bigger than the sight. Okay. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a new show on at the Peter Turin uh, Theatre called Fatal Attraction. Bunny Boilers. We'll get in there <laughs> to that in a moment. We're going to chat to the puppet guy, uh, Conrad Koch. 
He'll be on the line. Um, Dwayne Alexander and uh, Anton Nating have opened, which I think is brilliant, um, with Peter Turin, mm. uh, Lamta Musical Theatre Academy in Cape Town. It's big news and it's going to do a lot for the business. I think it's, you know, the more that we educate and the more that we inspire and the more we do great things and teach, the better it's going to be. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to chat and open the show with the one and only, uh, Ruda Landman, a top South African wow. journalist and presenter. And That's Ruda's fantastic. new book launches New new book launches tonight uh, in Hyde Park at Exclusive Books. Uh, it's called Tell Me Your Story, and it's uh, Ruda's greatest one-on-one interviews over the past few years. Ruda, welcome to the show. Morning. Thank you. Ruda, tell me your story. There's the question mark. <laughs> um, which part? <laughs> well, t- t- tell us about the book. It's and just an hour show. It's Al. just an hour show, yeah. But, uh, but t- tell us about the book and why you wrote it and, and, and compiled it. I'm doing a series of interviews for a website called The Change Exchange, run by insurance company BrightRock. And uh, BrightRock approach their marketing, uh, well, uh, what makes them different from other life insurance companies is that their uh, policies adapt as your life changes. So I did interviews, have been doing ongoing interviews for Change Exchange with all kinds of South Africans about their life story and the change moments and how they handled change. And sometimes it's a decision from inside, sometimes it's forced on you, but you have to deal with it. And I came to, I just decided that these interviews are so amazing that they need a bigger platform. So I chose in the end 18 and, um, We've put it in a book, and uh, I'm so excited about it. I think it's wonderful to be able to to talk about uh, the most the, the thing that the, the constant in life, which is change. It's the mm. only. It's the. Uh, it's seriously life's constant um, until the ultimate, which is death. Oh, I think you're going to taxes <laughs> and taxes. Well, yeah. But some people don't pay their taxes. Yeah. But I mean, constant is is change. Um, Rudy, some of the the most interesting people that you've spoken to uh, over the years, uh, who have they been? Uh, what. For me, the common thread in all of this was the realization of how individual, diverse is our experience of the same period of time in the same country. I talked to John Proverb. even someone like the wonderful flautist uh, Walter Kellerman. We've all shared the same period of time, or you know, some longer, some shorter, in, as I say, the same country. But each of us has such an, uh, an individual um, point of view and point of experience. Um, and that, for me, was absolutely fascinating. Uh, we had the pleasure of uh, of working together on Fat Anadanga on CakeNet, um, mm. and I know that uh, we're now in the fifth season uh, with Amore Becker. Um, and the interesting thing is, is yes, some of those those interviews also feature people like John Carney, an incredible story, Patricia DeLille. Um <clears throat> Again, what which which one of these stories or which what has moved you the most? I know that there've been plenty, but if you can pick one or two, what moved me the most? Yeah, what touched you? What what moved you? What what, what you know you that there, I was just looking at it now, and I opened the book at uh, the beginning of Proverbs interviews, 
And the thing is, the, the taking of responsibility. I say to him, he, he did a, a rap song um, uh, called, oh, no, I've forgotten, but part of the, part of the lyrics uh, is um, as an inconvenience. So I asked him, so when you were growing up, did you not have the support of, of the people around you? And he immediately said, it was my fault. I was a slacker. I didn't want to, to focus. I was just kind of drifting through life. When I got my yeah, things changed. And I find that so amazing. Voter the same. Uh, Voter Kellerman um, got into severe debt at one point. Could have declared himself bankrupt, but decided, no, I can pay this back. And I owe it, in both senses of the word, to to the people who have trusted me. You know, so that that moves me. That that thing, and I think that that is, it's so fundamental. As long as you see yourself as a victim of circumstance, you cannot change anything. You cannot um, take it in your own hands and, and move it forward. Well, the book is uh, superb, but uh, it is out uh, out today uh, at uh, Exclusive Books. And, of course, you can get it online. You can also go to Bright Rock's website or the Change Exchange. It's called Tell Me Your Story by uh, – it's, it's, it's an anthology of some of the most wonderful interviews that you've done in the in the past few years. And, of course, again, life has changed for you, Ruda. We're, we're off television. We're on social media platforms. And now we, we're, we're writing another book. That's what it's about. Yes, and the thing is that when the the major thing about change is don't resist it. As long as you kick against it, it it's just a, a hindrance. When you accept that, okay, it's not going to be what it was like yesterday, this is a new reality, then there's new energy, there are new possibilities. The formidable Ruda Lundman, thank you for joining us on the show. And, of course, tonight the book launches uh, here in Johannesburg, actually all throughout the country. Tell me your story. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Be good. Uh, that's Ruda Lundman. We'll have, uh, Ruda will be with Gareth uh, for an hour next week uh, chatting about the, this. Uh, it's really one of the books that you, sh- you should get. On that note, um, the you know uh, we've got uh, Fad Anadanga, which Ruda presented mm. a couple of seasons for, actually three seasons. Um, and uh, we're on season five, and Amore Becker from Radio Sonocrency has taken over. And uh, again, we are still continuing doing interesting change um, moment stories in people's lives, and it's it's fascinating. I mean, this season alone, you've got from Demi Lee Peterson, who's our, our Miss Universe, to chatting to people like Francois van Koch, to people like Yvonne Chaka Chaka, mm. and then uh, Janice Honeyman, and Pit Matipa, who's one of the most brilliant, by the way, um, uh, Young uh, Afrikaans journalists. Okay, uh, Ted was brought up in an Afrikaans um, orphanage, and he's black and, and speaks Afrikaans. Well, speaks Afrikaans completely fluently. It's uh, it's brilliant. So it's, it just shows you the, the the diversity of people. And again, people's everybody life changes. I mean, look at it. And except for Ashley Doubt, Ashley, Ashley Doubt hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, Ash don't crack. I'm sure that's not the saying. A- Ashley's Ashley's doing up. crack. Ashley's oh. Peter Pan. He's, he's definitely Peter Pan. But, but okay, okay. But Ash, I mean, we, we're we're not a youngster. But I mean, look at the bodies. The man's looking hot. I know. I know. Stop I it, know, darling. Come on, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go from three talk to an There's Ashley does well. <laughs> no, did we behave? Behave ourselves. Behave ourselves. But but we but we're not but we're not a youngster any longer. And you're still looking fat. We're not. Yeah. How old are we? 
must I say? Do you, you, you say? He asked a gentleman. me. I told him. Did you? Yeah. But do you, now this is a. On, I'm on 40. Yeah, Shall I help really? you? I'm 47. Yeah, I'm, I'm 40. I'm turning 52 this year. You're joking. <laughs> he is incredible. So I just want to know how long do you have to spend in the hyperbaric chamber every night? Is it just he plugs himself in and recharges from midnight till about four a.m. In a matter of speaking, there, there, there are six grey hairs in his head. Ash it out. Yeah, good genes. Yeah, yeah. You could at least live up to the name Ash. You know, no, little little bit of grey fox going on there. In a moment, so I'm going to <laughs> chat to Dwayne Alexander about the opening of the new Theatre Academy. But, but you know, uh, Joe De Silva, so lovely having oh, you what, in what, studio. Why have you just focused on me? Because, I'm suddenly having a moment of panic. Because I do, I do want to tell you that I met Joe. It was so interesting. <laughs> we were presenting an award at an award ceremony. Yes, we were many and, years ago. Yeah, and I basically almost tripped and fell off the stage. But it was, it was a lovely way to meet. Did you fall for me, Al? I did. I fell for oh, you. But, 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 but unlike somebody else that fell for you. Oh, my goodness. Yes, and shame. He is sitting right Right here. Hi, Nathan. Ashley, you too? I <laughs> know. This, no. this is all about you. All right, so this is all a game. <laughs> so, so, so firstly, Joe, you were, um, you were the villain. I mean, you were pro- pro- probably at one stage one of the most disliked people on television. I was officially called the most hated woman in the history of South African television. Yes, you, you were. It's a yeah. lovely moniker to have. Yeah, so my mum's very proud. On Seven Delights. Yes, yeah. I, was, I was actually thinking about that when we were talking to Ruda. Because, you know, she was kind of the Iron Lady of TV at yes. one stage. I mean, people were afraid of her. Yeah, I'm sure if there were memes back in the, in the carte blanche days. Yeah, there have there, been some interesting Geeta McGregor memes. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So, so, so and, then, and then you went on to Isidinga. No, I was, I was in Isidinga first. first. I was first, in first, first, many, many years ago when Nathan was still in nappies. Now, now, yes. now, now we, we have to talk about this. Ashley. Oh, this is actually just turned the volume down. Yeah, I saw yeah. him do it. Because, <laughs> Ash, listen to this. Cause yeah. the, l- l- let me tell you something. So, so uh, Nathan was a y- young whippersnapper, uh, wet behind the ears. He was a baby. And um, Joe DeSilva, obviously, in her presence as she is, uh, Joe, um, uh, they had to, on Isidingo, to um, perform a, 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 a kissing. Oh. Okay. Intimate a scene, scene, a love scene. I love the way your voice is going to a romantic <laughs> space. It's going kind of Barry White. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't no. like that at all. Okay, so... Oh, so Nathan, how quickly you forget So, so, hold on, Joe. You, please describe this this, this experience right. let, let, on Issy Dingo's let me, set. Let me set the scene for you. So, I was playing Natasha Wallace, who was a television producer, and she found new talent, played by the lovely Nathan Rowe, on her television show. She wanted to... Um, give him and his band sort of a platform. And as they got to know each other, Nathan, don't try and drown me out. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> giving mood music. He falls in love with her. He gets a, a huge crush and he starts writing her love songs, which he plays to her. And she's didn't expect it because he's so much younger than her. She doesn't expect that from him at all. Meanwhile, this young lad is hopelessly, hopelessly in love. So they put us in a scene in an elevator where he's meant to take his moment, <laughs> grab her and kiss her passionately, mm-hmm. and she's a little offended and shoves him off and runs mm. out the elevator. Only I think Nathan was about 12. <laughs> I, I think I was his first kiss. And it took us almost the entire day <laughs> because I kept having to say to him, Nathan, I can't jump you, honey. You have to come to me. <laughs> this is an unsolicited kiss. You have to grab me. The music's me. gone right down. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh-huh. I need I need to just clarify a few oh. points. <laughs> okay, yes. Nathan, will so, you please? It's important to have both perspectives. Yes, There's a story from my side. side. Yes. Okay, yeah. so let imagine imagine this. You've imagine. never acted. Never mind on TV, mm-hmm. anything. You're right? in a lift. This is just show. after Project Fame. Sh- yes, yeah. Okay. And they shove you in a lift with a, a beautiful 
woman, an accomplished actress, right? Mm-hmm. She's done so much already, <laughs> and you've done nothing, and now they want you to aggressively kind grab of grab her, grab her. her, and smash her against a, a lift wall and make out with her. Hmm. It's it's a daunting process. I no. don't know if anyone, I don't know if you could handle that. Oh, I can handle anything. I mean, you um. you look like you're going <laughs> to smash Ash against the wall just now, but. <laughs> Actually, hot baby glitter to an enzyme. But you're not an innocent team. But but I will say the following. Yes. Actually, I need your advice. I think we should replay it. I think we should see the scene now. Oh, I, I know. I, don't you agree? <laughs> don't, don't you? Let's agree. just move that pot plant I, out no, of the I'm corner. Seriously, I, I'm uh-huh. going to film this. I okay. think the two get up, Nathan, and I, I think we should refilm this this <laughs> the scene. Well, you see. Because Joe DeSilva can't sing And Ashley, you can't sing either So at this time of the morning Everybody sings So this is live entertainment so this is live entertainment So now we are going to get The two of you to please So please would you stand up Oh my god Oh my god Are we really doing this? Yeah, we are, we are doing this Nathan's doing. only just recovered From the trauma from years ago Take your marks ago. please well, I'm not as innocent As I once was oh, That's why uh, Quiet on set Now I'm on looking set. forward to it Hang on He says um, he's not that innocent This could be fun Quiet on set Sorry um, Ladies and camera, gentlemen I think we've got camera speed Have we got camera speed? We must roll. Let me just roll. Hang on. Video. Hang on. Are you camera ready? Are you mics? Are you ready? Very important. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, okay. from Isidingo, the seat. Now, hold on. I'm Gray Hoffman. Let's pretend. Nice. And they're in the lift. Oh, positioning me. Okay. Position. I'm position. Okay. All right. Now, wait. And, uh, I'm and looking at the numbers. I was okay. ignoring him. You're ignoring him. And yeah. we are in Isidingo. Take five. I'm Gray Hoffman. Count it down, Ashley. Three. Action. Oh, <laughs> Joe disappears. That was amazing. Joe disappears down Nathan's chest. Okay, <laughs> Ashley, what did you think? I I I was Second blown take. away. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I would, I would. That's a first take. That's in. That's Nathan's in wearing bag. my lipstick. I mean, Sorry, I still have to apologize. I'm not a great actor. <laughs> but, but you did some good back acting there. That was yeah. like really good. Also, I have back. this weird kind of respect for women where I don't usually throw them against things. So it's yeah. Nathan, I mean, you've come a long way. Thank you. Thanks. Wow. Thanks. Thank you, Joe. A <laughs> special guest in the studio, Ashley Downs and Joe DeSilva from Fatal Attraction. That's uh, happening at uh, Monte Cassino. We're going to chat to them uh, uh, a little bit longer. Uh, it's, well, uh, well it's for longer. Um, we very interesting. Uh, I was uh, in Cape Town for the launch last Sunday of a phenomenal musical theatre academy called Lambda. Dwayne Alexander and uh, the one only Anton Lating have opened this with Peter Turing in uh, Cape Town and it's uh, going to encourage people to get into musical theatre and into the theatre and to explore. Th- it, you know, uh, Joe, you and I were saying if only we had this when we were at school exactly. to some extent. So many schools are still run along the lines of academic excellence and sport excellence and there's not much emphasis on the creative or the performing arts or the visual arts and so many kids feel like they're not crack- cracking the grade if at school they're not mm. being academically successful or, or successful on the field. And there's so many of us who were shocking on the field and not necessarily academic stars, but we're creatives. So to have schools, the more schools that are created for like-minded youngsters, the better. Well, the home of it uh, of this theater, of the school will be at Theatre on the Bay, which is great because mm-hmm. we know how much work comes through that through that stage, uh, and, uh, and and you I'll, couldn't ask for a more beautiful venue, and it is and it a is more beautiful, beautiful setting, yeah, yeah, and it is. It, it's, mm. But let me just run through some of the names, and we'll chat to. to I know Dwayne's on the line, but uh, Christopher Weir, 
uh, is going to be teaching uh, acting practical sure. uh, improvisation and uh, acting theory. Of course, well known, well known mm. uh, lecturer Professor from Professor, Professor, yeah, uh, Shirley Johnston, uh, acting practical. We've got Amy Campbell, singing technique. That's what she'll be training. We've got people like Claire uh, Berlain, Berlain, uh, who's an accent coach. You've got Robin van Veik. In the art of ballet, you've got Dwayne Alexander with tap, jazz, musical theatre. Of course, Anton uh, is a resident director across the world. Okay, he mm-hmm. just did Priscilla Queen of the Desert, doing Evita. And between Dwayne and Anton, between choreography, what a partnership, both in a personal capacity and, of course, uh, on in the, in the theatre world. Vanessa Harris um, is uh, doing musical theatre. We've just these are just some of the names. I think we've left a few people out. But amazing that these are the people that will be your lecturers, the the the, the teachers. Uh, uh, Dwayne Alexander, welcome to the line. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. Loud and clear all the way from Cape Town. Congratulations at this phenomenal, phenomenal uh, uh, launch. And I think initiative. Uh, what Thanks. made you do it? Thanks, Alan. Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose it goes back to when Anton and I started the musical theatre workshop, um, and that we started in 2010, just realizing there was a need to uplift the sort of, uh, the musical theatre triple threat skills amongst the young kids, you know, I'm talking about kids aged 9, 10, 11. Um, and yeah, I mean, sort of slowly from that, kids were coming through our program and going, you know, when you're opening a school, when you're opening a school, and it kind of planted the seed. And many years later, we were um, having a conversation with Peter Turin, and uh, yeah, Peter said, um, you know, what are your plans long term? And we said, oh, we'd love to do this and love to do that. And part of our plan is perhaps to open a school. And I think it all kind of started rolling from there. Peter, you know, is um, wanting to make sure that the theater and particularly theater on the Bay is a building, you know, has new life coming through it and that the projects and the productions there are, you know, uh, put keep uh, theater on the Bay on the map. And so... Yeah, so Lambda was born uh, probably about two two years ago, just through conversations and you know, regular meetings with Peter, and we slowly refined what it would be and how it would work, and uh, here we are. Again, we've done interviews in the past about your your workshops, um, and of course, encouraging mm. kids to get there on the weekends and 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 do these workshops. Uh, this is now taking it to another level. I, I love the fact that, of course, it's a three year course, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Yeah. And it's going to get, and you know what I hope comes from it as well? I'm just going to suggest it because it's a mistake that I actually made. Um, is that hopefully you can, it can become a talent agent as well so that you'd know where to place these people. Because a lot of people, as you know, walk through the business and then they don't know where to go. And, and sure. it's, it's easy to, no disrespect to AFTA, but it's easy to go to AFTA and then what do you do after you've been running around with a camera making your own movies? You don't know what to do and where to go and then you don't know how to sure, put yourself absolutely. out there. Hopefully sure, absolutely. Sure, I mean, and that. That is sorry. That is part of the Lambda promise. You know, we're going to be not just training uh, the graduates, uh, the, the students, but once they graduate, we're going to be look, looking after them for, you know, for the first couple of years of their um, of their career. You know, they will they will sign up with an agent because obviously agents do what they do and they do it brilliantly. Mm. But you know, we will be there as a as a mentor and as a guide to try and help. You know, just launch them into the industry, make sure that they're making the right decisions and keeping up with what they need to keep up with. So you know, it's not just like they graduate and then we let them. You know, sort of fend for themselves. We we want to look after them. For, are, are you, you and know. Dwayne going to continue? Um, sorry, are you and Anton going to continue in the still continuing your work in musical theatre? Are you going to still be absolutely, okay. absolutely? I mean, I think uh, it's part of our yeah. ethos is that the lecturers we have on board are very active in the industry. Have to be. You know, they haven't retired or semi-retired. You know, if you look at the panel that we've got going, they're all very present and very current and very um, hands-on in the industry, and that's definitely part of what we're 
we're trying to achieve here with our with our um uh, our students and our lecturers you know we want the students to be able to be taught by these lecturers by day and then maybe go and watch them in a performance of something by night you know and, and what better way to be uh, trained and be inspired um so yeah anton and i still definitely have uh, plans to keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening in musical theater and still be performing in shows and you know resident directing or resident choreographing mm-hmm. on shows but our focus will definitely be on lambda for the next uh, couple of years you know to make sure that it it you know it gets going in the way that we want it to be uh, running in the future and that everything is put in place and then we'll slowly sort of feed ourselves back into touring and performing etc etc um the the interesting thing about doing this is obviously to cultivate talent, but of course to be able to have Peter Turin behind you, you guys behind you, you know, you're going to obviously, uh, you know, you're going to c- help these young people to get into the positions of in the Lion Kings, in the um, the roles of Evita, the touring costs, mm-hmm. even the the, the costs in 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 the UK and in New York City in, on Broadway, and uh, because you yeah, know I the mean, business, that's I think it's important because a lot of people, for example, at schools are teaching things that they don't they they know theoretically, they just don't know what the hands-on business is, and that's the prop that's the issue. It's all. It's yep. nice to go to university and go and learn from a great thespian, uh, but meantime they they, they haven't. That haven't been on on a, in a in doing Shakespeare, for example, in London. That, I think that's yeah, quite critical. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, and not to knock academia, obviously it has its place. But um, yeah, like like Joe was saying, you know, a lot of these institutions focus on academia. A lot of these um, full time courses that are available out there are, are so heavily based in the theory, etc. And you know, performing arts is a is a practical vocation. You know, it's what you can do. And when you're standing on you know the X that marks the spot at your audition. The panel don't look at your qualifications. They don't look at what degrees you have or what certificates you've done or what courses you've taken. They want to see what you can do there and then. You know, and that comes through hours and hours uh, and years of dedicated practice. So, um, yeah, you know, absolutely to have Peter Turin's blessing and his uh, encouragement and endorsement on this, on, on Lambda is incredible. I mean, we're, we're, very very fortunate to um, to be in the position where Peter has recognised you know there is room for um, more training uh, great training out there and that he's entrusted Anton and I with you know our vision of a, of an academy and that these two things are working hand in hand now to launch Lambda and that we, we will yeah absolutely be uh, training and providing talent for South African stages and yeah beyond uh, Dwayne I was chatting to the guys from uh, Stageworks uh, Matthew Marinus and Gemma Marinus yes, awesome. and um, and I said, and what, do you, what do you think? And they said, oh, the more for the business, the better. I love that because it, because that's the approach that people take to education in terms of standard education. We say the better the schools, the better the products, the better the people. It's the same for the industry. The more the schools, the more the theaters, the more we sharing, the more we're doing, the greater industry we're going to have. And I think that is the critical. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's definitely room for all the colleges that exist to, you know, still mm. do what they're doing. And, you know, um, Lambda is just coming into uh, fill a small niche of, you know, we're also taking a very small selection of students. You know, we're only taking maximum 25 students per year group. Um, you know, so, yeah, it's it's going to be catering to a Great. slightly… Uh, very niche. You're very niche, very niche. And and as a result, you know, we're not trying to compete or to uh, put anybody out of business. Obviously not. We are trying to uplift and and help sustain yeah, the musical theater industry. Let, so let's and, do it together. And what, 
Absolutely. And, you know, what we're doing hopefully will, you know, encourage other schools to look at what they're doing and sort of say, oh, well, Lamps is offering this. Maybe we should do this as well. And, you know, we can all work together symbiotically to kind of like Top actor uh, and presenter Ashley Dowds is in the studio. Dwayne, he wants to ask a question. Go, Ash. Yeah, awesome. Hi, Ashley. How's it, Dwayne? So what about the not-so-young triple threat? Or even not even threatening. <laughs> Non-threatening. Um, like, Ashley like wants check, to join. Hang on. Sort of just, just a shaky proposition is what I am, really. <laughs> not, not even a th- single threat. Um, no, and, and I need to know whether I can become double, maybe. And, but I'm not a youngster, so what do I do? Yeah, can I come a, and ask yeah. you about tap dance, but, for example? It's a good question. When can, can people, could somebody that's really talented at the age of 30 say, listen, I, I don't want to be an accountant anymore. I want to do this. Can we do that? Well, well, you know, musical theater is not just for the young. I mean, obviously, the younger you train, you know, the better your triple threat skills are. But we actually, we've had this question a couple of times in the last week about, you know, people who have graduated or people who are already in the industry, but they just want mm-hmm. to, um, you know, improve their skill set. So, actually, we will be in touch. We are trying to create yeah, what we're yeah. calling a to Launchpad, which is just, you know, sort of ad hoc program of, of certain classes and certain skills that – People felt, you know, people who are in the industry feel that they're lacking in, you know, there's no reason mm. why we can't improve the current, um, you know, uh, talent, a pool of talent and, mm. and make them, no, that's, you know, that's, that's the key. Give them, and give, give them an extra couple and, of skills. And, 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 and people that are, that are uh, the Susan Boyles of the world that can also, why not? You know, let's, let's throw it I'm out. the opposite of Susan Boyle. I mean, every, every singing audition that I've had has crashed and burst into flame and it's been the most humiliating thing <laughs> of my life. But you're good looking. Yeah, but Ashley Dowd, you're good looking. You're also different. You're the face of TV. You do fa- yeah, you're, you're, that's not a threat. Also, I mean, 52 year old Ashley could play one of the kids in the sound of music. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so that, long. I mean, well. Exactly. Dwayne, Dwayne, you guys are doing the sound of music. I know that you touring with Evita still you, 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 you're busy which is great um, and of course uh, where, how do people get into the program how does it start and it opens it launches 2019 which is next year of course the academia year um, how, how do we how, how do we go about this how do you enter so yeah we're, we're going on a a Lambda audition tour in June. Um, we'll be vis- visiting the main um, capitals of South Africa. We're going to PE, Durban, Johannesburg, Pretoria, Bloemfontein, and then obviously here in Cape Town. Um, and that will be our initial round of auditions. We'll probably do another one again in uh, about September and one more in November. Um, so, And that's for next year's intake. And you, yeah, quite right. We're opening next year in January. Um, and yeah, I mean, anybody who wants any information, you know, we're just, we're, yeah, info at lambda.ca.za. Um, and we have a Facebook page and Instagram and all those various social media platforms and people who have uh, any questions or, uh, yeah, want to express any interest are welcome Brilliant. to contact us. Look after yourself, Dwayne Alexander. Congratulations to yourself, Anton Thank and you. Peter Turin. Lambton Musical Theatre Academy opened, uh, last week. It opens next year officially as a, as a, as an actual academy and info at lambda.co.za. Go to the That's Facebook correct. page. Thanks, Anton, for joining, um, Dwayne for joining us. That's <laughs> all good. We get called. Uh, I know, I'm, the I'm, the whole, yeah, I know you guys, you know, guys. <laughs> Be good boy. Dwayne Anton. Dwayne Anton. Cheers. Thank you so much. Cheers, Dwayne. Have a great day. So, guys, incredible stuff, eh? Good things happening for Very the business. Exciting. And that theatre has been renovated as well for the mm. purposes of, of Lamto, which is quite amazing. They've got all sorts of things in mind. They're dropping the ceiling. They're mm. putting in balconies. Was, fa- was Fatal Attraction? Uh, <coughs> yeah. Yeah, we've the, just, we've just finished, just finished there. there. Yeah. yeah. It's a great theatre, eh? It's a beautiful theatre. Beautiful space. It's the most ridiculous view. But it's the most wonderful place because you just of walk the up stage? the stage. Of the ocean. 
It sits on, on the, the ocean. Front at Does that not distract totally the audience? No, I man, they don't look at the ocean. I'm not ocean. talking well, to you. you. I mean, you've just molested me. I'll tell you what. Sorry. Uh, I was you know, having you. said that, it, it is a bit of a distraction. We had a rehearsal room upstairs, that, which they've called the Bill Flynn Room. Mm. Mm. And when you walk upstairs, you've got this grand view of Camps Bay. Yeah, and it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So you're just mesmerized by, by the view. Right at the very top. So you can't, yeah. you can't rehearse like that. Yeah. You just can't focus. And it makes coffee and smoke s- breaks a treat. So when our Belgian director flew in, she said, darlings, <laughs> something like that. Make Darling. it black. Make it, um, no, we can't work like this. We need curtains. Oh, wow. Put curtains. <laughs> so everything was blacked off and dark. Oh, nice. So we had no view. <laughs> she, wanted, she, wanted a, she wanted a very focused environment. Yes. Where nothing but the work was, was happening. Also, a view of the ocean brings in happiness and light. And I'm guessing that's one of the themes that's not, <laughs> that's not you know, very prevalent in this yes. play. Yeah. Yes. So, Fatal Attraction, tell us about it, guys. Go, Ash. Go, Ash. Well, one of the first is things... It, is, it, is it the movie? It's not the movie. Okay. But, but um, that was intriguing to start with. The people fact got a, that someone had adapted that movie for stage. I thought, what is... Who is this guy? And it, it turns out it was the original writer, mm. James Dearden, who was approached by a producer um, from the West End to adapt it, but they're completely different languages, mm. film and theater. Mm. Of course. So, so how did, so I was intrigued to find the script and to start reading to, to discover what he'd done to actually adapt that for stage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it does, when you read the script, it reads very differently from, from the screenplay. Um, and then to take it from there, you know, that when you watch the play, it's just, it's, you, you've got to understand it's just, it's not a, it's not watching a film. It's it's the language of theatre, and it's taken to the nth degree by Paula Bangles, who, who directed in um, in Amsterdam, I think it was mm-hmm. initially. What? How did you feel about that adaptation? Well, what I, I think is so exciting about it is that the first attempt they made to do this was in London, um, and Trevor Nunn was directing at that stage, who's very famous for his big extravaganzas. And James Dearden wrote the theatrical version of his film in an attempt to also make himself happy because he wasn't you know the the, the way the film ended was never mm. the original ending ah. um they they shot a story and they showed it to test audiences and test audiences didn't like the ending they wanted a hollywood happy bow on the end of mm. on the end of things and relationships aren't like that you you very seldom have mm. happy endings with little bows neatly tied on things but the test audience wanted their hollywood happy ending they wanted their version of justice and vengeance and it broke Glenn Close's heart but they reshot the ending to make audiences happy so this was an opportunity for James Dearden to tell his real story again with his original ending, mm. which is, does not have a neat little bow on it at all. <laughs> and when Trevor Nunn did the project in London, he had this mammoth cast of 25, sets flying in, flying out. It was a mammoth extravaganza, and it, it wasn't as successful as everybody had hoped. And this version is, I think the, version, the best word for this is absolutely stripped. It's down to a cast of five. Um, you don't have realistic sets flying in and flying out. You have a very modern, very minimalist, very evocative set. Our lighting is pretty much a character in itself. We have original music, which was created for us by a, a Belgian composer, brilliant music, which runs as a soundscape almost from start to finish. We have our own soundtrack sure. of original music from start to finish, and that in itself is another character in the play. Isn't that also quite a challenge because you have to be on time with everything? Mm. Well, you, that, that was part of the interesting process. I mean, there are certain lines that happen after a certain beat, and yeah. that's because the music's doing its job and you know evoking emotions on the audience. Yeah. So a fascinating process and an opportunity for us to do a very unusual type of theatre. We don't have props. 
Um, we break the fourth wall. We, we take phone calls without phones being in our hands. So a very exciting, very different, very stripped, very bare process for us. And, and Paula's whole vision was, I don't want bells and whistles. The, this is all about the essence of the emotional exchange between human beings. The you relationships are what Oh, darlings, manakas, manakas, manakas. This is, uh, this is beautiful for me. Um, this is, just, I like this. I like, I like this. It. I like this. Yes. <laughs> so yes. it was all yes. about the essence of the relationships. Mm. And that's why all the focus is purely on the, on the performance. Well, we're going to have you, uh, for a lot more time until the end of the show. But, uh, I, I want to say the, the show is called Fatal Attraction. Ashley Downs and Joe DeSilva are in studio. Um, I, I, I know he has to run into a meeting, so I'm going to interrupt you very quickly, oh. just to because I think the puppet guy takes to the stage soon, and we're going to get him in studio. Uh, Conrad Koch, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Such an honour, brother. We yeah. really we want to get you in studio. We want to come and meet some of the characters. So I suggest yes, that you, yes. in two weeks' time, you're going to be with me. Is that is that clear? That's fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Crystal. I'll bring all the comrades. Um, bring some of the comrades. That that'll be great. Yes. But Conrad, seriously, and Ashley said it uh, earlier. Uh, here in the, in the, before we got on air. I mean, you're growing, growing massively, uh, at the moment. And again, uh, this is a, another phenomenal show, uh, directed by uh, Chris Weir. Uh, tell us about, uh, Puppet Guy. Thanks, man. Well, I mean, I honestly am super, super excited about this show. I can say with certainty people who like this fun comedy ventriloquism, if you're a Jeff Dunham fan, you'll probably enjoy the show. Uh, it's, it's, it's just really fun ventriloquism. I've, uh, it's not just politics. A lot of people used to come just to hear me say complex political things. This show, I've gone, there's still politics, chess, doing stuff, but I've gone, spent three years building this thing to make a proper global ventriloquist show. So I do like, I've got a mosquito puppet who uh, is nervous that people are going to clap because that's how his dad died. I've got uh, a <laughs> puppet. <laughs> I've got a DJ puppet who actually DJs. Like a, 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 you know, he really DJs. He's actually hysterical. I'm getting standing ovations for that one. And, uh, and an ostrich made out of feather dusters and a slipper. And, and, uh, for example, I get, you know Snapchat? You know the app Snapchat? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, do, I get someone from the audience and I do Snapchat on them, but I've got a massive cell phone screen. So I project their face into this massive screen and then I make them talk using Snapchat. Oh, so it's geez. really fun going to Canada wow. after this. So it's, it's, I got so such good response in case some rave reviews, standing ovations. You got rave reviews, really. It is, it's, it's, and that's why I had to get you on the line before you open next week. Thank you so much. Please, yeah. So, so can I mention where people can book? Well, I, I'm going to do all that now. I know you've got to run, but uh, very, very quickly, Conrad, we are going to get you in studio. How long is the run for? It's for five weeks, and it starts on the 25th of April. So next week, Wednesday, it starts for it's five weeks night. at Monte Casino. Which is divine. What we will do is we're going to get you in studio in the middle of the run to give it a big, big punt. We want to get you packed and full. Uh, I know you've got to run, but Conrad Koch, thank you for joining us, and I'll tell everyone where to see it. Uh, the show opens next week, Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Uh, it opens at the Studio Theatre at Monte Casino. So you guys are fatal attraction downstairs. Mm-hmm. He's puppeteering upstairs, and people all tap into the sound of music backstage in the other theatre. <laughs> it's it's just, the, insane. Everyone. Three Something weird. for Isn't everyone. The best. <laughs> best. I love it. Thank you for joining us, Conrad Koch. We'll Thanks, get you in man. studio in two weeks' time. I want you here. Thanks. You're with Thanks me. So I, I, wonder, I wonder with all the toys. We love toys. Did he say he's going to bring all the Conrads in? Comrades. Comrades. Oh, I thought he said he's going to bring all the Conrads Comrades. Yeah. They're all his split Comrades. personalities. Yes. Go ahead. Make a fool of yourself. Then maybe you'll listen to your conscience. Mickey. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. 
So I thought it was a different part of the clip. Yeah. <laughs> but it was nice. It was like good old fashioned yeah, yeah, radio. Yeah. Oh, and almost the same. Almost going sort of goon show. On me. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I always found that song really creepy, and puppets kind of creep me out in general. But I, I, find, I find Pinocchio creepy. But but the it's mosquito like, can't like creep you out. No, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I actually want to go see it just for the mosquito. The most uncreepy mosquito. Joe De Silva. I like the growing nose of Adam. Growing nose is intriguing. Got wood? Yeah. It's just be Woo! Wow. Wow, Joe De Silva. That kiss did a lot for her. I'm awake now. I'm awake now. You can definitely see who was the innocent one in this molestation hashtag me too situation. But again, I'm so happy that because Daphne's got a great show happening there. Um, You've got uh, some wonderful things happening at Empress Palace. They just had the pig. What's it? What's it? The, the, the pig? pig? Pepper pig. Pepper pig. Oh, pepper pepper pig. pig. Um, and, and, and it's good to see that um, you've got West Side Story happening in yeah. Cape Town. It's good to see that theatre is alive and well. And that, that you can look at one complex like Monty and all of a sudden there's the sound of music, which is epic. And then you can go and see Facial Attraction, which is a phenomenal piece with the original ending. Yeah, with I'm the original, excited for that. With the original, original ending. ending, it's a very exciting. And then you can go watch piece. the puppet guy yep. upstairs. That 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 seriously got a mosquito for a hand clap. That I mean, is hysterical. I, love, I think it's, that's how his father died. I so he's scared of a horse. I think it is so good to see uh, what is happening in 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 the world of of theatre, acting, television, um, stage, and of course uh, film. For that, to that extent. Also, also yeah. how, how creative did that sound when he talks about using Snapchat and a member of the audience? Yeah. I mean, also in, like using technology in theatre as well. I always find that so fascinating because I want to see what theatre is doing in ten years. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I tell you what. Look up the encounter that's going on in London at the moment. Mm. Simon McBurney, one man show. Yeah. 3D sound. He's got an, a binaural head on stage. You want to talk about what's going on in the future? The encounter. The encounter. All right. That will blow you away. I'm excited. I'm going to YouTube that. Now, I know that you had a song for Joe that you wanted to do. Oh, sure. Did I'm, a little, I'm a little bit shaky. Get, now. The, get the ukulele out. Come. You got a song for we, me? Oh, this is for no, Joe. I, I'm a bit scared now, though, because this Joe. could go one of two well, ways. Well, I'll just get my little. Is there a lift shaft in it? My little guitar out. Oh, is that too Freudian? Oh, there's lifts, there's shaft. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> Long nose. Oh, behave. <laughs> uh, and Ashley's so hot. <laughs> oh, Ashley. Oh, now <laughs> Alan's excited. I'm having a hot flush. This room is just full of pheromones. Well, you did the kiss, boy. Take it away, Nathan. And of course, this is the Unveil Clip Central.com. Our special guests in the studio, our special guests are Ashley Dowds and Joe DeSilva from Fatal Traction. Two phenomenal actors and presenters are with us. Give us a song. Well, I got a woman way over time that's good to me. Oh, yeah. Say, I got a woman way over time. That's good to me. Oh, she gives me money when I'm in need. Oh, she's the kind of friend indeed. Oh, I got a villain saving the line. That's good to me. It's good to me. Let's <laughs> change the lyrics there a little bit. Yeah, mm, yeah, because yeah, she wasn't good to anyone. That, that, that. No, she wasn't good. <laughs> Queen I, even, Sherelle even <laughs> got more, less more likable than that. That horrible, <laughs> that horrible. And that's that's good going because she was mm. the spider. I mean, she was 
Thank you, Nathan. Joe, you, you again, theater and of course the screen and uh, what do you prefer? What do you love? And what is the difference between the two? That, that you, what oh, do you wow. Like they, they are two such completely different mediums that require very different styles, disciplines, focus, approaches. Uh, there's pros and cons to both of them. Um, for me, theater is always going to be church. That's, is it? Mm. that's where I go to church because, um, that is where I, I hone my craft and I keep learning and I keep growing. No one's going to say cut and save you. So yeah. it's up to you for an hour and a half journey to tell the truth. So for me, that is the ultimate um, goal for any actor. Mm. Of course, you've got the, the joys of film and television come in with there's off better salaries. There's mm. sometimes better hours. And it's a, it's just a whole different process, isn't it? I mean, it gives you, it gives you a profile. Theatre doesn't necessarily give you a profile. You know, if you're mm. playing to 250 people a night as opposed to being seen by... Two million people. Two million people a night. There's those differences that affect people's careers. Um, TV kind of gives you the option to tell lots of very, very different stories. Theatre, you're obviously telling the same story every mm. night in a production for, for several weeks. There are so many differences. We could, I mean, we could talk about those for hours. I, I mm. work with my students because I also lecture at Afton. The differences between stage and screen is mm. kind of year one... So that's what we spent the first six months, six weeks on is like, let's understand the differences in, in performance style and approach here. Mm-hmm. So for me, a healthy combination of the two is, is always the goal. Ashley, uh, I always say this, being a presenter and being an actor, two yeah. different things. And often you can't cross the paths. It's interesting because you can often see yeah. a presenter is acting. You know, so I, yeah. I use Genie D for an example. Genie D is a great presenter. Yanez is a brilliant presenter, but they can't act. They're not actors. They're mm. presenters. You've done both. It was terrifying. I mean, I had to find some work when I moved up to Joburg from mm. Durban mm. way back when. And the first opportunity I got was, was presenting. And I, I went in with everybody else and I auditioned for that gig on SABC3. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember they tested us. They put us into that kind of situation where the news is coming up. You've got 30 seconds to present your link. Mm. And right in the middle of it, they just, it was mayhem. They said, oh, my God, there's um, something's happening. We, we haven't got picture. Can you just keep talking? And I, I, kind, of, I kind of just went to pieces almost. But, but I but probably. That, but that's it. You see, that's, that's, that's the interesting thing. Because when you're presenting, and especially SABC, I remember very clearly, often, oh, my goodness, three talk, the guest hasn't arrived yet. Ashley, yeah. pad, yes. go. Yeah. You know, Renette Benjamin's in FCC, pad, or, or whoever was in FCC. Yes. I don't remember all in FCC. Yeah. Ashley, pad. <laughs> Tell Ashley to pad. And you have to pad. And, yeah. and it's, a, it's not acting because you, you, you have to move off your script and you've got to do your thing. So I didn't think I got that gig. And then they phoned me the next day and they said, no, no, we'd like you to do it. And I said, you're joking. And then, then there was a whole um, period of about four or five months where they, we went into training. Um, and I was watching Ian Logan, who was on it before me. And, and I th- think what happened in the training that was helpful, she said, why don't you list all the qualities of SABC3 in the channel and list all your qualities and where do they intersect? And that was kind of helpful. Mm-hmm. But it was also helpful to know that um, it's not a case of just hiding away because as an actor, you, it's not all tr- true when they say you hide behind a mask. Mm. Because um, you don't always do that for a character. Mm. You kind of look into yourself and you find where you can bring yourself to the character. And I think maybe that's the simil- similarity with presenting. You mm. know, you're, you're finding elements of yourself that you can bring to, to that presentation. It's a bit, it's a bit and more of a persona with presenting. You kind of, I know when I've presented, I kind yeah. of have a presenter yeah. persona. Mm. That's what I go into when I'm presenting. 
But also it's that um, you're, also, you're still talking to someone on the other side of the camera. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So initially the, 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 the fear was, oh, there are three million people watching as we tune in now and I'm going to just wee in my pants. Yeah. Or you can go... That's why they gave you that desk. Yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't so they they see the wee. Oh, they had to stand. They had to stand. Oh, wow. Okay. You or you can say, well, my best buddy's there. That's the camera. And imagine your best buddy's there and you're just having a chat to your it's, mate. It's the so, secret of radio. It's the secret yeah. of... It's one-one. Mm-hmm. It's a one-one so one connection. Yeah. That's, that, there's one... You, you before... And I, I, I never get to... There was... Um, we were doing something and there was four people in the audience, four people that we were presenting to. It was a, it was a, 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 a gig for a charity gig. And I said, there are four people. <laughs> you just get on with it. Even if you've got to play to nothing or to a flower, you're playing to the flower. But that's what radio in the middle of the night teaches you. Yeah, at, you know, when you, yeah. you're, like, you're talking to yourself, you're like a kind of schizo, um, which is kind of, kind of fun. But <clears throat> an interesting period of time. We don't have the continuity presenters anymore. Uh, it's I, I, I miss that. I, I, I wish if I one day when I do take over a few channels and I do, will do this in my lifetime, um, I, I'd love to bring that back. I think it's such a lovely way to. It is very human. very human. We all identified with those presenters, mm. oh, be it on mm. Mnet or SABC. Oh, I mean, Ashley, yeah. Ashley and SMG One. Yeah, on Mnet, you know, that was that was a smiling face. It was the voice. I mean, Prim ready. Uh, of Ashley, Rowan uh, If you look at the yeah. SBC, Rowan Clutter, mm. Graham Richards, uh, you, you, you think of just the incredible uh, uh, Doreen Morris, Manu Pariachi, God rest him, uh, Scott Scott. You know, you could think about it, Darren Scott for mm. that matter. These yeah. are people that somehow brought the screen to you personalized, and it, it, and it's missing. I think it's missing. Mm. So hint, hint. Yeah, it almost it, felt it like it was part of your family in the yeah. living, living room when like, you were tell watching. Tell me what's TV. happening next. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what, when you bumped into people in the supermarket or in the in the street, mm. you know, you, you would get a, a very different impression from them than if you were playing a character in a series, because mm. you did get the feeling that oh, yeah. I was there for dinner last night. Yeah. They actually. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember, oh, I can't remember. And it's you. It's I got that impression from a yeah. few people. No, but it, yeah, we were, we were talking around dinner and you mentioned, I thought, no, I wasn't there. No, you were. You were in the, you, you were, the, yeah. Same as radio. You were oh. there. Unlike, unlike when you're on Seven Delon and people bump into Joan and they want to slap her. And they want to slap you. Yeah. You see, that's different. Yeah, that's that's different. You know, I'll never forget it. it, it, it and again, it's, it's, I think it was, it was Sherelle or one of the, uh, someone walked up and says, how dare you have an affair? You're, sh-, and she started screaming at her in a yeah. shopping center. And, <laughs> like I am an actress. I'm not actually having I an was, affair. I was slapped. I was spat on. I really? was shoved. Really? I had death threats, like genuine death threats really? coming in that my producers sat me down and said, what is your security like at home? Really? Um, I had churches praying for Gita's soul. Not mine. Gita's soul. Because, I mean, that's, sure. a, that's a wonderful uh, time <laughs> sure. of, uh, of your energy spiritually is to pray for someone who doesn't actually exist. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It was just bizarre. It's just utterly bizarre because it's that thing of being in people's homes every single night while they're having dinner <laughs> and doing homework and what have you. Yeah. That you are part of their family. They think they do know you. Unlike radio presenters like John Robbie and Gareth and I that actually got the death threats and did send <laughs> because we did say things that were actually like true. Uh, <laughs> we weren't playing yeah, a character. Yeah, nothing like getting into trouble for make-believe. <laughs> yeah, they are. We would make believe it. When Ashley was talking about people coming up to him in the supermarket, a lady came up to me in Woolworths the other day and was like, sorry, are you Nathan? And I said, yes. And she was like, I had a dream about you and you died. 
I just thought I should let you know. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know if that falls in on death threat or was the supermarket the in was the supermarket in Linksfield? Uh, no, but it, it sounds was, like it was, that, yeah. was in close to Bryanston on the bad side of the highway. Uh, okay. yeah. oh, well, that, that woman clearly hasn't had a good... You know the kind of people that go, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I live in Bryanston. The divorce is very bad. Five um, minutes from Bryanston. Uh, I'll just add one interesting little story is that I was on diet and I discussed it on radio and I was having chips. I think it was at Macrib, and uh, and someone came up to me and said, "You shouldn't be eating that. You are on diet." I'm like, "Really, <laughs> really?" In yeah. front of, I was so embarrassed in front of all a bunch of people. But hey, I guess pe- that. But that's what you want. You want people to be able to connect with the character, mm-hmm. the mm. presenter, the performer, and that that you have that one-on-one connection. That's the key, I think. It means that you've affected them. Mm. It means you were doing your job. Correct. And yeah. is, is it a job? I mean, is it, it or do you love it that it, it transcends? Or you should you should love. I, what I you don't do. think I don't think any actor is an actor for anything other than love and passion. Mm. <laughs> Truly, having Not said that, the though, Joe, it does become a there is the element of job with with any of it, whether it's on mm. stage or. Or on oh, television. I mean, I mean, of course, but it's you know, I mean, you you guys know to getting up that early in the morning to get to your gig, um, or with theatre, it's a long run, you know, to to reproduce this every night and to get to that place, and especially with theatre, I mean, it's like training as an athlete. You know, you have to get stage fit, mm. and I, mean, I was trying to prepare sort of months before this mentally and. Kind of physically, just to stay healthy. Well, you prepared so. very well physically. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't mean that. I heard you Shut take up, your, 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 your shirt <laughs> so often. Stop it now. Should so we, should oh, make come him on. Do, I think no, we no, no. I think we should make him do that. Oh, come on. You make me get kissed. You make me get kissed. Ashley, take your shirt off. No. Oh, yes. No, come, oh, on. come on, Ashley. Come on. But come on. T- can I just finish saying what I was going to yes, say? Yes, you can. And then you have to take your shirt off. Okay, so. Don't you hate that? Jeez. Go, Ashley. So you, because I mean, you. You're on stage for sometimes two hours, and I mean, with Fatal Attraction, I sort of hit, I stand on my mark, lights go up, and I'm there for an hour forty. You don't leave, so it's it's a taxing thing, you know. Physically, it's it's you you've got to be there, and you're trying to prevent colds or flu or anything. And I've just got one now, so it's that's that's been quite hellish over the last week. Is just pushing through that. The other thing I wanted to mention, though, when when you were talking about um, what the difference is between mm-hmm. film and TV and, and, and theater, stage. Yeah, stage yeah. There's this argument that if you play in theater, that um, you're not going to come off so well when you're back on camera. I don't know how you feel about that, Joe, but I mean, and uh, that quite a few um, agents feel this too, that they don't, they don't want to encourage their, their clients to be in theater because it's going to affect the way they they act on screen. And uh, I mean, my feeling is, you need to, to learn how to calibrate what you're doing. Yeah, it's all about the calibration, and it's about the direction. And it's <coughs> a, it's about the, the – in this business, you have to be d- diverse to have an income and of to course. survive, and I think that's the key. You know, if you had the role of Stephanie in Bold and the Beautiful for 30 years, then it's great. Uh, or if you had to be on stage doing Lion King for 10 years, that's cool. I think it would be very limiting, for, limiting for any actor you know. to go, I'm only doing theater or I'm only doing television. Mm. As you say, just in terms of earning a living, you need to mm. be able to do more than one thing, which is where the presenting also comes in and voice work, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's got a lot to do with, you know, just getting the experience and having the, having good direction will, will ease anybody into changing from one medium to the other. I don't think that um, if you've done theatre, you're not going to be able to transition to film and vice versa. What is next after this project? 
Uh, for me, I go uh, back to after Cape Town, where I lecture live performance in film. Okay. And that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the year. Um, I've done two theatre shows back to back this year, so I need to go back to back to mm. my students. <laughs> they need you. They need me. And you, Ash. Well, there are a few things that you know up in the air. I mean, there's there's this little this children's story that I've um, got a little bit of funding from uh, SA Puppetry mm-hmm. for, and it's about a, a zoo rescue during war. Um, I mean, a little illustration of, of something that really got me going was the, the story of a four-year-old boy that was crossing the desert from Syria. I mean, I, I thought a lot about all these refugee camps mm. and, and the fact that UNESCO says there are five million children that are displaced, displaced from war sure. and they don't have education. A couple of months ago, there was this little boy who was found in that no-man's land with a, with a bag full of his dead parents' clothes trying to get to Jordan. And so somewhere there, you know, you have to deal with that somehow. Mm-hmm. And, and children that don't know that kind of suffering and to, uh, you know, and also just the idea of, of generating children's stories. I think it's very important. Children's theater as well, because mm-hmm. we were talking about big musicals and, um, and adult plays, mm-hmm. but we need those audiences mm-hmm. to come up as well. You know, so that's one of the things. I, mean, yeah, I, I want to still do some TV. You want to get those kids to think at like, the developmental stage, you know what I mean? Yeah. You start thinking yeah. how people think when they see a theatre show. Well, like you know, theatre is not just for entertainment. It can be yeah. a huge force for change, Definitely. for political Absolutely. change. We it's, know this. And we know that for, for years. Um, guys, thank you for joining me in studio. Thank uh, you. And, of course, thank you for na- joining Nathan in studio, who's a lunatic. <laughs> thank thanks, for thanks for joining me, Nathan. Uh, oh, no, thanks for joining. So, yeah, Nathan and I, we love doing the show. And, of course, I'm not going to be here next week, but you'll be handling it. We'll, I'll be crossing in from Cape Town. I want to thank Ruda Lundman. Uh, tell me your story. Uh, has uh, The book has just come out uh, in bookshops today uh, throughout South Africa. Um, also, Dwayne Alexander, congratulations for the opening of Lapta, uh, Lapta Musical Theatre Academy. I want to thank Conrad Koch, puppet guy that opens on the next week Wednesday at uh, the Studio Theatre at Peter Turin. And of course, the two. Fun- I want you guys back in studio. We're going to play because I, well, I love it. You people, we love playing. I love playing. I love playing. The one and only Ashley Dowds and Joe De Silva. Uh, the show's Fatal Attraction. It's on right now. It's um, on right now um, at the at the Peter Turin Peter Turin Monte Cassino Theatre. There's uh, the fabulous Jenny Stead, Alex Topps, Jazara Jaslin, as our exquisite. <laughs> It's a mm. And of course the fabulous things to come uh, yeah, in, in this year ahead Of course of beautiful theatre Magical things that are happening If you want to go to a theatre where you actually hear people in the audience go <gasps> This is the show Good, oh, I want to do that We're going to go and see it, that's <laughs> yes. it So uh, on that note, uh, we, Ashley you're going to handle this one Hold Did on. you notice our sting sounded uh, a little off this morning I, know, I think we off. need a professional to do it Because I tried okay. this morning and failed So on behalf of Nathan Rowe, my name is Alan Ford And of course this is cliffcentral.com And we are The Unview, the Thin, the Rich and the Fabulous This is cliffcentral.com <laughs>